Welcome to Ride Along Chronicles. I'm Vicki. I'm Tina. And I'm Sally. We are three great friends who created our own support system as we raise our families in the challenging first responder lifestyle. Our confidential guests will share their stories in this safe space that didn't exist for us. So ride along with us as we chronicle lessons learned and provide helpful resources to keep Leo families in the front seat. Well, here we are, guys, another episode, and we're going to be talking about something today that I am seeing a lot in social media and is not uncommon with the Leo lifestyle at all. It is a challenge that every spouse is going to face and has faced. I know I have, and that is how to navigate holidays and special events with our Leo's schedule when they are a either throwing a wrench into our timing of trying to plan something or b they're just not with us and I know we've had some guests in the past that talked about you know un- they had to just expect their their Leo to not be present I know for me for years I would talk about being a married single parent because Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I was somewhere <laughs> without my Leo. Yeah, that's I the know running joke. It is, isn't it? And and I I was thinking about this the other day because I'm seeing a lot of posts on on social media about what's going on and and a lot of wives asking about how you're handling this, any suggestions. I think we do have some uh, a forum here to to help with some tips on that for you spouses that are relatively new to this lifestyle. But what I thought was pretty interesting was we have three perspectives here, just at this table alone. Um, I am not a first responder and I don't work shift work currently. So I did for a very short period of time, but not for a long time. And so I have a different um, perspective in terms of, I navigated a lot on my own when it came to you know, like I said, RSVPing for weddings for two, and, and I ended up being a party of one, <laughs> you know, or family events and, and holidays because yeah. mine got called out or, or was stuck on a call and, and just couldn't make it and what have you. Vicki has a different perspective because she herself was a Leo, so she may have had to juggle some of those plates up in the air, but... She was also in it, right. you know, so working too. That was a different perspective. But Tina, you as a nurse, you had shift work. Yeah. And so you were kind of on both sides of that line as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, because there were times uh, I was on the holiday and he was off, or he was on the holiday yeah. and I was off. We we celebrated holidays weird days. Yeah. <laughs> right. We did too. Like Thanksgiving, sometimes we're on a Sunday yes. and not on Thursday. <laughs> you you just have to, yeah, I think... It's rolling with the punches. Yeah. Realizing it's not about the actual day. It's about uh, the feeling behind it and just spending time together. Being together. For sure. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's going to bring us into today's episode where we meet with Robin, who will share her experiences with holidays and family events throughout her first responders career. She'll take us through the early struggles with holidays and young children and how she adjusted over the years and chose to celebrate holidays in the way she wanted um, to have her family um, celebrate despite her Leo's unpredictable schedule. So thank you so much today um, for joining us, Robin. 
And thank you, everybody. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Good morning. So if you would, take us through, first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how did you meet your Leo? How long have you been married? And, and how early did you start a family? Sure. So I have been married for 21 years. Um, we actually met on the job. I'm also a nurse. And I was working as a forensic nurse, and I was covering um, all of the departments in the county where um, where he was stationed, and that included his his department, and that's how we met. So we actually met um, just by me going in and taking evidence from some of his um, some of the suspects. So. We married a couple years later, and we each came into our marriage with a child. So we have five children all together. Um, we each came in with one. He has a daughter. I can't, I have a son. And then we added three more to our family after that. Wow. Okay, so you we really were... grew. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So when we were married, we were married in... 2000. So is that 21 years? I think so, right? <laughs> um, it's all a blur after a while, had, right? Right, it is. We had our third child in 2002. Um, so you've been parents oh, a long time. Yeah. You've been parents a long time. We have been parents a long time. I've been parent. I've been a parent really for for most of my adult life. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so tell us a little bit, um, how did you manage with the, in the early years, so you have little ones, so I would imagine Easter and Christmas, these are big holidays, especially with little kids. How did you manage this with your Leo's career, and how, well, how did it impact you, and you know, did his schedule affect you, and if it did, how did you work through that? Sure, well, I wasn't... I'm also uh, used to work shift work, so I wasn't immune to it or not familiar with it. And but the first time it really came into our marriage was when I was pregnant with my third child um, in 2002. I had actually gone into labor at 11 o'clock at night. I think he was supposed to get off at 10, but picked up another shift. And he had called me and I told him, look, I'm having contractions, but you're okay. You can go ahead and keep that shift because I'm okay. If you're okay, I'm okay. Just keep your phone by you. And this was the time when we had phones and pagers still. So I think I probably said, like, keep your pager in your phone. Here you yeah. And um, so I, it was probably about four in the morning. I called him and said, okay, you need to get home. And we were probably, I think, about 15 miles away. He got home. We had to go back because the hospital was in the city that he was working in. So we had to go back there. And um, as soon as we got to the hospital, I was, I knew something wasn't right. I knew something was happening. It didn't feel like the first time. And he was on the phone with work again. And I told him, and I probably used some some bad language, but I told him, <laughs> get off the phone. The baby's coming. Like, I feel him. Right. And I had him less than 30 minutes later. Oh, wow. So that was probably the first time where 
I think I realized like, whoa, we almost had a big miss there because I could have had my son at home had I not told him, yeah, come home. Right. Um, so that was probably the first time. But I mean, we've had so many instances where you just some holidays will go by and it's like normal you just are going with it you understand he's working and then some of the holidays it hits you he's missing or right. he had to leave he was um working as a detective one year and by this time we had had another child and it was her first fourth of july the way my family works is usually um he and i are the host of the event so we hosted at our house. We like to have big family parties. When we travel, we travel in packs of 30 or so. We just oh. have a big family, big sure. family, friends. Wow. And we like to all be together. Right. And this for this fourth of July, he was working as a detective. I think it was homicide. And I was stressed because I had two babies. We had gone to a park to go watch the fireworks. And of course, people like to get out of hand on 4th of July. So he was called out probably within the first hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the first time I felt myself inside falling apart. Mm. But you can't show it, right? right. Because right. you've got your kids there. We had four kids by then um, and two babies. So you can't show it. I had my friends and family there, but inside I was just done because I thought I can't handle this. I can't these, I've got two young kids here. I just got overwhelmed and he was gone. And I knew when he got a call out, you know, you're gone for the next few days. Right. So I knew I had the cleanup. I had all of it because we had had a party at the house. Oh, so I knew I had all of their responsibility at that point. And I remember that was probably the first time I thought, oh, this is too much. Right. Because it was just inside. Not that I was showing anything on the outside for anyone else to see, but inside I was struggling. Well, it's a lonely thought, you know, like I've got all of this and right. all these people here and I'm responsible. And Did you share was... it? Did you share that though? You said inside, but do you, do you remember, you know, venting to anyone or having anyone else that understood? Yeah, I think when I don't vent a lot by nature, okay. so I'm someone who just naturally internalizes it. I, and if I do vent, usually I try to make it a joke. Mm. Um, but I think the one person that I would complain to or felt like I had that safe space was my mom. Oh, so cool. I would tell her and, and she would help me through it because she was always the voice of reason and bringing me back to the bigger picture. Oh, that's great. I love our moms. <laughs> yeah. Moms are wonderful. Right. Me too, right. Um, well, let me ask you this. So after talking to mom and, and sometimes hearing the voice of reason, even though you're not a venter by nature, when we're kind of like just gutting it and yeah. stuffing it down, did it come out in any other way? Were there arguments? Was it, you know, real terse at home with the with the tone or anything like that? And and 
just because I know that, that I, that's how I am sometimes. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, you kind of fill up your cup and then one little thing that's going to spill over. Did you have any incidences like that? What, what kind of struggles did that cause with you internally? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I used to call it like the six week tantrum <laughs> because about every six weeks I would blow. The six week tantrum. I love that. I'm going to have to write and remember that. Oh, yeah. God. And I would just blow and, and my, my outbursts were valid. However, I didn't give him in all fairness to him. I didn't give him any warning before you know, I have my outbursts. And so he, and it would be from, it was so weird because I remember, and I still have them. I just don't have them as often. Um, I remember. (laughs) We all do. They're just two weeks. Like it would, it would be his shifts, him not being there, being absent. It would be not taking out the trash. I mean, it would be everything, right? You mm-hmm. would just go down the list at that oh, point. Yeah. So because you've now kept a tally. He, he was in the line of fire and my fire. And, and, you know, like I said, to be in all fairness to him looking back, because we all know that wisdom is just a beautiful thing, that hindsight yeah. view. Looking back, it was so unfair to him. Because he was unprepared because I didn't communicate all along. Hmm. So it's not like he had any warning to these to these outbursts. I didn't communicate until it was too late. But hmm. did he, when you were at that point, quote unquote, communicating with the six weeks, every six weeks, was he <laughs> getting what you were saying? Did he, did he understand your frustration? Did he acknowledge it? And, and did he make any changes? It, within within his uh, scope of, of ability to make the changes, I mean, I mean, shift work is shift work, but was he able to make any adjustments? Sure. So, short answer, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. Um, <laughs> no. We learn to do things differently. So, did he make any adjustments? No. Did he understand where I was coming from? Yes. So. Did you make any adjustments? Did you though? At what point in this early, you know, stages after you were having these lovely, we're not going to let you live this down, the six week tantrums. I love it. (laughs) But at what point did you start making some changes if you even did? So there were a couple instances where I think it takes me back to when I made the change because he couldn't make the change. He, you know, I think police officers, a lot of police officers tend to be workaholics, right? You get caught up in the work, you get caught up on picking up shifts, you get caught up in the money Mm -hmm. and providing for your family, all good intentions. They have the best, he had the best intentions, but it was sacrificing his family and his home life, right? And and so a couple things, the kids were getting older by now, I would say grammar school still, so they're young, but, but older than that baby stage, that was stressful. So I remember one Halloween party, 
it was a neighborhood party and it was a couple's Halloween party. So I've never been one to really dress up for Halloween. And I thought, no, we're going to dress up. We're going to go to this party. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and I bought a couple's costume of bacon and eggs. <laughs> so, I'm sure he loved that. And it was so, yeah, it was so corny, but I was the egg, he was the bacon. And <laughs> I love the this party picture. Around, <laughs> right. And he like, I'm short, he's tall. So it just goes right. It was oh, a perfect gosh. outfit. Corny. We got into it. I, the day of the party comes and he gets called out. And I was like, oh, man. So my first reaction to anything is then I'm not going to go. If I'm going to be late to something, I don't go. If I'm if my plans change, then I don't want to go. So I thought, no, don't do that. You've been looking forward to this. And so just go. And I went to the party just as an egg. (laughs) And I She's a lonely zygote. (laughs) (laughs) I walk in and socializing, and I remember somebody said, what are you? <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> I know I'm just an egg, but there was another part to this, and he's not here. <laughs> like, there is bacon to my egg, and he's not here. My bacon isn't here. <laughs> he's at home frying. <laughs> He's at work flying. <laughs> so did you find yourself having to make intention though? Did you find you had to make an excuse or, or share? I did. Yeah, huh. I had to explain why I came to a party as an egg. And <laughs> and I remember I was laughing about it and joking about it, but inside mm. my feelings were hurt. Yeah. I was sad. I was lonely. Yeah. But again, on the outside, I was laughing and just trying to make a joke of it. Like, oh, of course, my bacon, my bacon's not here. Of course, again. And the, these were neighborhood friends. So they had gone through it with me. Like, he was rarely ever there at these parties. So I was just, you know, on the outside, oh, here it is. Typical, typical him. And he's not here. But on the inside it was so lonely and sad and there i was just like this sad egg (laughs) (laughs) you poor thing the visual like tina said it's too much the lonely zygote (laughs) the lonely sad zygote (laughs) so what happened after like what happened after that that was one incident where I thought something needs to change. Yeah. Okay. Ask, so did you then ever... it wasn't, well, then it wasn't long after that, that I went to another gathering and it was another get together with some people that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and I got to that party and somebody who was an acquaintance to me, not very close to me, came up and asked me, are you even still married? And I was like, oh my gosh. I know that one. Yeah, he's just working. And that one was probably my breaking point. Like, I'll never forget that. I wasn't sad. I was more like, that's it. That's it. Something has to change. Something has to change and it's not going to be him. So it has to be me and the way I react to it. And so I think I wasn't sad at 
when I was asked that question, where normally that would have put me into, um, you know, a dark place. And it didn't because I thought, no, I can't, I can't keep reacting to this. I have to be the one to consciously make a decision to change and be okay with our situation. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So what did that decision Um, look like? So I think it was a conscious decision. I had to say, you know what? The holidays are going to come. The events are going to come. And so I have to go on and be okay doing this alone. Mm. And when he's there, I'm going to appreciate it that much more. But when he's not, it's okay. And so I would have to consciously tell myself, it's okay. It's okay. You've got this. You can do this. This is your kids. Your kids are only small for such a small amount of time. What memories are you going to leave them? Like, this was more, once I got outside of myself, right, this was more about my family and my children and the memories that they're going to grow up with than just me and how it was making me feel. And by focusing on them, it really helped turn the way I felt because then I was okay and I found that joy again and that fun and being able to do it. Kind of like just changing your expectation of what what is the holiday and what is it really about? Right. Completely. Completely. And a couple other things that we did as a couple, um, I gave him, so we, we would say like the one to 10, how bad do you want me there? One to 10. And yeah, so I don't know if this works for everybody, but this really worked for us. And so if it was a birthday party or something, I may say, you know what, that's a two, go ahead and pick up a shift or go ahead and work. I'm fine. Oh, my God, I love that. It was Christmas Eve. I would say that's a 10. Okay. So do what you need to do. Go work New Year's Eve. Go work Christmas Day. But I need you here Christmas Eve. And so we would kind of do it on the rating system, like a 0 to 10. How bad do I need you here? How important is this to me? And, but you also have to be realistic because not everything can be a 10, even though you want him there at everything, you can't do that. No, I like that. And you so, kind of pick and choose what is the most yes, important. Because nice there are times where you're like, oh, you know, maybe New Year's is the big one because somebody's turning 21 or whatever. You you mm-hmm. can kind of, you know, gauge it by what's going on in that, that year. That's amazing. Yeah, believe it or not, that's a communication technique yeah. that you did. Yeah. You know, whether you know it or not. So I can tell you, like, 21 years later, that still works for us. Wow. Wow. How how early in did you figure this one out? Like I said, I think the kids were in grammar school. So they were still young, but they weren't babies. Nice. No, that's pretty early. Now, that didn't mean everything was perfect. You would still get frustrated (laughs) or still, you know, that certainly didn't mean that was, you know, the the magic sauce for us, but it helped and it helps to this day. Now, how did your kids deal with his absences at the holidays? How did this affect them? Um, Did they ever complain to you? Were they, or did they just smile and and wave and, and go on about as it's business as usual? And so I asked my kids, now my kids are older. They're one, you know, two of them are grown and out of the house. Two of them are in college and one's in high school. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I've asked my kids, did you guys, how did you guys feel with dad not being there for a lot of the different events? And they said, you know, we just got used to it, but we'd also, when he'd get home, they'd be able to share with him. And so I think having so much family around and just carrying on as normal, it helped them to not really realize it. Like this was just part of dad's job mm -hmm. and this is what he needed to do. This wasn't because he wanted to be away from us. This is because he needed to be away from us. So Robin, and, go ahead. Now I was going to ask, so when you said that your, you know, the kids, when he came home shared, you know, the time, did you do anything though on the holidays that he missed uh, that you were okay with? Did you do anything to keep him included um, throughout the holiday itself, if he had to work? Sure. I mean, I think a, a lot of Leo families out here probably do the same thing, but if he had to work Christmas day, we may get up at four in the morning to open our presents and then go back to bed. That way he could be included. Um, if he had to work Thanksgiving, we might, we may have our meal at two o'clock, but then I'm going to have another meal at four o'clock. We would end our evening different and make sure that we did it twice. I take two. Um, so you just adjust to make sure he can be included where, because he was sad. It's not like he wanted to miss these, right. these events or these holidays. And so then you, you look outside yourself and what you're doing, you think, shoot, like he wanted to be here. Um, for New Year's Eve, so because I was always adamant, we always have Christmas Eve at the house, and it's always a lot of people, so I was always adamant, like, that one's a 10, you need to be here on Christmas Eve, so most of the time he would pick up New Year's Eve, because the younger guys would pick up and work Christmas Eve for him, and he would work New Year's for them, so on New Year's, we would make sure that wherever we were, we were on the phone with him, um, wow. you know, when, when it was midnight, that way we could at least ring in the new year together. Wow. Did you guys create so any other, adjusted. did you cr ever create any other like special holidays? I don't know. We kind of created a tradition because, um, like Vic and I didn't have family here and we created a tradition. Did you ever, did he ever take days where he just said, this is our special holiday with the kids to make up for those times where it might be a random Saturday and it's like, we're going to whatever, celebrate this day that he had missed we would, before? We would definitely um, take days where we would just say, you know what, we're going to celebrate New Year's, New Year's was always one that we would celebrate maybe a couple of days later, um, or we would celebrate it early. So I don't know if we necessarily took a lot of extra days, but sometimes we might, before he left for work, we would celebrate the holiday then. Gotcha. So we might have like a four o'clock New yeah. Year's. <laughs> I, I remember doing that as well, being, mm -hmm. you know, the shift worker, we open presents at a weird time. And I mm -hmm. think that's important. I think 
we need to get out of the, it's supposed to look Norman Rockwell at a specific time. It's supposed to be done a certain way. No, it doesn't. We can do it any way we want. The whole point is that we do it together, that he gets to experience the kids opening the gifts and seeing their excitement. Who cares what time it is on the clock? Yeah. No, I I think that's really important. Yeah, they probably, and then you get to go back to bed when you go and get up that early. I mean, really, let's let's be honest. Yeah, they were like, we got cinnamon rolls twice Right. I like that yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. You just adjust and it doesn't have to be the picture that you have in your mind. And it's okay. You just adjust. Yeah. So sure. Robin, like um, if you said before, and I don't know if um, this even makes sense or not, but you said that you decided to, you know, you wanted your holidays with your family to look a certain way and you're just not going to let his kind of schedule and his call outs. You're just going to expect him not to be there. And if he is great, but what did that look like for you? You said you'd like to have people over and, you know, have family around. So in preparation for those holidays and like you during the holidays and after, what did you change? You know, what did that look like for you now in order to make it a lot easier for yourself? So thank goodness my family has been okay with me being a creature of habit. So meaning that our holidays are pretty much stamped is year over year. We have the same menu, the same. I don't try to change things up a whole lot. And one of the reasons is, is because one, I think that creates tradition, but also that creates simplicity for me because Mm. then I, it creates order for me instead of, things getting thrown thrown at you last minute or in the way you know the the grocery list looks the same the planning looks the same the people look this like it it just looks the same and the bonus is it creates tradition but it really is part of my self-care because I know then I can accomplish it and still be relaxed and happy and enjoy myself that's huge because that's a, a big burden when you're facing a big holiday yeah. and thinking you're going to do it alone. So, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, we have large holidays. So, I mean, I would say our smallest get together is 30 people and our biggest is probably 60, 80 people. Like, it, it's big. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully you spread the, the, the responsibilities <laughs> yeah. around a little bit. Put others, put the kids to work. Out. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, and the kids, like, they just know how to get ready for a party. And he would also do things days before. And that also sometimes could cause fights. Because if he wasn't able to do the, the few things that I was asking, then that would also cause fights. So, it, you know. <laughs> so did you set up, like, a plan? Well, so that's what I'm saying. So when you made this decision... Did you basically have to almost either give him those chores like three weeks before or just always have a backup plan that if he couldn't get the few things like you said done, um, you had some other way so it reduced your stress? Yeah, so I learned um, to always have a backup plan because I would give him the things to do and then something would happen and he would get called out and I would get so mad. It would take me back to those early dates, right? Those early day dealings like, oh, I'm all alone. It would take you right back there. And those feelings are exactly the same. 
And so very quickly I adjusted and because I don't like that feeling or being in that place and it's not healthy for anybody in my family. So I quickly like learned, no, just if he's able to do it, it's a bonus, but I also carve out extra time for me or my kids to do it. Wow. That's great. That's a lot of insight. Yeah. And I can tell you, like I have, so when my, my brother doesn't live, in the state that I live in. But when my brother and sister-in-law um, would come for the holidays and the kids were younger, my brother is a guru at everything. He can do everything. And so they would come in and they would just work and put toys together and on Christmas Eve for all of our kids because he has two kids too. And we would just do it together. So you rely on other people. I think that's a good point. Rely on other people. Put away the pride. You don't need to be Mm -hmm. superwoman and do it all by yourself. Ask Mm -hmm. others for help. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And and I probably would have been like, nope, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. And would have got it. Do that self reliant, Mm -hmm. you know, crap that, oh, I can make it look (laughs) Martha Stewart and be perfect. Only I. And And only I can. You're falling apart on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. I think people right. forget, I think people forget, at least from the ones I've spoken with, where even with that understanding, you know, and that agreement, it's still okay to miss them. And it's still okay to, to not be happy that they're not there, but understand why and not let it divide the family or, right. or make you sad right. uh, purposefully all day. Um, it, it's okay. Like, I think even, even people forget that. Yeah. Did you ever share mm-hmm. that you were lonely? Like, because I know... I remember feeling that you're like, you're happy you're here, that it's a joyous occasion. You you have all these people that care for you, but it's that one person you wanted there and feeling lonely. Did you ever like go, I just wish, you know, you would just be there like regular families. Uh, and so I think my, that's one thing that I've never been really good at is being vulnerable like that to be able to say I'm lonely and it hurts my feelings that you're not here and I don't want to do this without you. Right. Um, that, that's a vulnerable place. Yeah. And that's not been easy for me. So unfortunately, the way mine came out was with anger, yes. resentment. Mm-hmm. and put us through some tough times because yeah. I didn't know how to communicate and be vulnerable with him. That's just not, I just didn't know how. Yeah. And that took us into a bad place in our marriage, right? right. And it, that took me into, well, I don't even want you here. Right. Mm. right. Good. Good. I'm glad you're with me because I don't want you here anymore. <laughs> And I can do I it. I can't say I haven't had a conversation <laughs> right, like that. Like the six-week tantrum is real close. Right. right so yeah. let, let me ask you this. Was there ever a time that you found out if he had a choice to work or not? I mean, following up on that where you're like, good, you're here or not. Did he have opportunity to make that decision if of choosing to work or not? And if he did, did he at times choose to work because it was just easier? <laughs> Probably, 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 you know, it was definitely probably easier for him. And like I said, the, the, the beauty of getting older is that wisdom behind you. So 
part of me doesn't even blame him if that's what he felt. <laughs> he, we never really talked right. about that. I don't know for sure, but I can assume there are probably a couple of times where he was like, oh my God, get me out of here. Good. She doesn't want me here. Good. I'm going to work. Because <laughs> well, I think there's a big difference. <laughs> I think there's a diff- big difference from, you know, being married to a, a Leo of like five years where shift work, they have to work the graveyard shift or the, you know, off hours. And so for young wives to understand that, they can't take off because the senior folks probably right. took that There's off. There's a time where they'll be able to get yes. those times off where right now yeah. this yes. is their paying, it, pay paying the dues. Yes. Yeah. And I think if you go into that understanding that culturally they cannot, they're not right. choosing, it really can set a pattern of holidays a lot less stressful versus you know later on when you know that they have enough sick time, vacation time, <laughs> uh, seniority, and they're choosing not to, and it, or it's not a family decision, like you said, yeah. like that one to ten is a great, because um, that's realistic. Yes. That you can, you know, have some time later on as you get more. So that's why I was just curious as time went on for you, and the kids got older, and now you kind of have this system in place. Was there, I think, kind of what piggybacking off what Sally said, but was there ever a time where he can actually come to you and say, "Look, I can pick up the shift, or I cannot," and you legitimately made that one to 10 decision based on, you know, is that money going to go to something else if he does work uh, for the family or not? Did that make a difference? Um, definitely. So I can bring you to like, do you want me to bring you to current date and what's going on now? Because I can give you some examples of what's going on now because we're in a, in a different situation but very similar. Well, how about before he retired? Because I understand that, you know, he did retire and, and you know, started right. another career. But prior to his uh, retirement, though, obviously you said it looked different. Did it change to the point where um, where it became more of an option to holiday or not toward the end of his career? He worked at a smaller department, so I don't know if it really became an option other than he had the flexibility to choose which holidays, right? Okay. That became definitely more flexible, yeah. but he worked for a small department. I think there was 80, oh, wow. um, and so it wasn't as flexible as some of the larger departments, um, but he had choices of which holidays, and yeah, we would definitely do, you know, I not even him, I would do the rating system, like, okay, here's where I need you, and here's what I want, but I can tell you, then we would adjust from there, because he would have, Thanksgiving was probably an eight for me, so I really wanted him there on Thanksgivings, Um, that's an important one for me, but there were times where he was somebody would call in sick or something would happen and the shift was there and he would ask me like what do you think and depending on I think the environment at the time in my family it would be like yeah go ahead go ahead and take it I know we need the money I know you need to help the department out whatever the reason was and so I definitely learned to be flexible and not to be resentful with my decision once I made it, because I also did that's that a couple times. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I also did that a couple of times. So you have to consciously tell yourself, and I would tell myself, well, I can't get mad after I told him, yeah, go ahead and do it. Then I can't be mad or bitter again. <laughs> Dang it, because right? that's not fair. <laughs> that's important. I can't have my cake and eat I it, know. too. Yeah. But that's important. So, I mean, how did it change then after retirement? So he retired. 
And he was home for two years just doing side jobs. Um, and then my kids were going to college, so he went back and he's working full time now again. And like I said, he can't work a 40 hour job. It's just not in him. When he works, he works, he's a workaholic. He's committed, yeah. And yeah, he just, he it's either all or nothing for him. And <laughs> okay. so it's all. And so he has three different jobs right now, oh, including one that's full time as a federal marshal. And then he also works um, at a baseball stadium and then does private security also. So I'm right back into the same space. It's just 21 years have passed, but I'm in the exact same space that I was before. Wow. Well, tell us about that. So, you know, what does it look a little bit different? I was going to say, how is it the same space, but how is it different this time around? It's same because you still want him here and understand that he is back at shift work and he's back with obligations. But I think what's different this time around that I didn't have before is the self-confidence. So this and being okay being alone, like now I'm okay in this position. Now I have a different view where it's not, I'm not absent from anything. I'm still going to all of the holidays. I'm still enjoying my children. I'm still, I'm still getting to make all of those memories. Now I feel sad because he's not able to be here to make those memories. Not because he's not here. Before it was more of a selfish reason. I wanted him here to help me. Now I feel sad for him huh. that he's not able to make the same uh, memories that I'm making. I was going to say, aren't you just a little resentful? Because now it's almost like a choice. You have a retirement. You could choose to work one or two jobs and and still be and make yourself available for those times. But he's now picked that again over being present. So let me take you through Easter. Oh, the boy. Easter that just passed. Okay. And I'll take you through my whole gamut of emotions. <laughs> All right, I'm settling in. <laughs> Open Pandora's box. Get ready for the roller coaster. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Easter comes around. It's on a Sunday. And he doesn't work on Sundays unless he chooses to work on Sundays. Okay. So... I'm planning, we're planning, we're talking about Easter weeks in advance. And he's right there, right alongside me, talking about it, excited about it, all of this, right? And then the week before Easter, he's like, when is Easter again? And I thought, here we go. These are my inner thoughts. This isn't what I thought. Here's all my inner thoughts. Here we go again. I know what that means. When you say, when is Easter again, that means you already picked up a shift. So I was already, my blood was already starting to boil mm -hmm. before he even told me he picked up the shift because I already knew. And I said, well, it's Sunday. Why? And he said, I messed up. I picked up a shift. I didn't realize it was Easter. And then in my head, I'm thinking, so you don't have a calendar? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so you don't know any strength, like you didn't prepare. I have to tell you everything. Like all of that is going through my head, right? Like I have to tell you everything. I have to tell you how to do things. All of that is going through oh, yeah. my head. And but then I I'm telling him, okay, what? So you're not going to be here? And he said, well, I can call in. Okay. If that's what you want. And I said, oh, oh no, what no, the no, guilt no. trip. We're there. not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that. But not only did was that like the guilt trip, but also when at, at the stadium where he works, you don't really have the luxury of calling in because you're on there season by season. So then if you have call offs and especially on a holiday, you're not going to call back. Well, I'm not going to sacrifice his job for one holiday. Wow. So. And That's I'm still big you, of you. Of this, all of this is in a 15-minute conversation. So all of this that I'm just saying is within 15 minutes. So I go from, like, irritation, anger, to no, go ahead and work, to then resolving and being okay with it all within 15 minutes. Wow. Like, how, what a roller coaster that is, right? Yeah. yeah. And I told him, you know what, here's the deal. And I think this is probably the first time I told him out loud some of my inner thoughts. And I told him, here's the deal. I'm going to have a great Easter. And we're going to make memories. And we play, like, adult egg toss, adult Easter egg hunts. We oh, do it for fun. the kids. We, we have a lot of fun. And now, like, my uncles are getting older. You never know. Now that next generation is getting older, where you never know, like, how many more of these do we have? And so I cherish them different than I did years ago. Absolutely. And I told him, I get to do this. I'm going to be there. You're not going to be there. You're the one missing out because you chose not to look at your calendar. So I think I probably turn like reverse, you know, that guilt trip a little bit. Absolutely. Um, wow. And it's probably the first time I've ever tried to put that guilt trip on him. Usually, like I said, it comes out explosive, right? right. And so it, it's out of <laughs> anger. Grown. This time I did it out of a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a so lot bit. Giving him the guilt trip, but explaining to him what my feelings are and, and the reality of the situation. Because the reality is I made the memories and I had a wonderful Easter. And he was really sad he missed out. Yeah. Wow, that's a perspective that's a, that that's a flip yeah, of the script for yeah. sure. Because I don't think yeah. I don't think uh, maybe much later, like you said, wiser comes you know some 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 more I don't know adult feelings, well, but just, yeah, those connections that, like you said, the 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 older generation that you don't know how many they have left, and right. they again don't get to know him or be with him where he's at right now. Um, yeah, because I don't yeah. think we ever stopped and said, you know. In our, because we are so busy, we want the holidays, we're trying to do all this alone, to ever wonder, like, what might be, what might it be like for them, you know, especially the ones that have to miss the holiday, you know, they don't have a choice. I wonder if we ever stopped and asked them, because I know I didn't. I, didn't. I never did. No, I never what, did. What it was like for you, or when I sent you those photos, you know, when they were dressed up for Easter, yeah. you know, and we're about for to Halloween, go. And they were yes, kids. and they're cute, and they're little outfits for Halloween. So that's interesting. That's a really. I and mean, I think that's. I think that's such a good point that that's a question we need to ask them more because 
hindsight, I wish I would have had a little more compassion than anger in my younger days. For sure. Um, because when I did ask him this Easter after he missed it, you know, number one, I could tell because he was texting me all day. I miss you guys. What are you doing? Send me pictures. And not that he didn't do that before, but not the way he did this Easter. Wow. So I knew it bothered him because, like I said, I had done the re reverse Uno card, right? And I, I explained to him what <laughs> he was missing. And when he got home, he was like, oh, tell me all about it. What happened? Um, I'm so sad I missed. I messed up. I can't believe I did that. So he was bothered by it where I had already gotten over it. He mm. was still bothered by it. Oh. And I was done. Yeah. I was fine. Interesting. Well, probably made it a little easier for you to tell him about the day when you're not angry about it. Still. Yeah. Because you can yeah. say it with genuineness and like, you know, instead of being like, well, nah, 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 you know. For sure. Or right. missing, missing some no of the... No more six-week tantrums. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but it is a, a flip in the script where you're you're like, no, you know, this was your, your doing, not mine. But know? look, it took 21 right. years to learn that. You... you are pretty insightful. I think you may have just answered my next question and, and how I usually, um, or we usually come to a, a close on this is, you know, looking back through the early and middle years, if you could have done something differently, what would you have changed? And that, I mean, you've said quite a bit, but is there anything that um, else that you would like to elaborate on with that and, and maybe offer a piece of advice or some tips additional tips too for the younger spouses that are just coming in like I said you've got the hindsight like and in your words you know the wisdom from hindsight of 21 years of experience we've got our hindsight you know of 20 plus years of experience as well um, with the new spouses that are coming in that are just starting out or only you know two three four years into it and their their Leo doesn't have the seniority and doesn't have the ability to make those choices um, what else can you advise them or, or would you really like to impart to them? So I think the one thing I regret or one of my biggest regrets is my inability to communicate my feelings without anger. So when I did communicate, I communicated with anger and bitterness. I didn't mm. communicate with him trying to understand my position or my inside feelings because they didn't want to be vulnerable so i think breaking down that wall and being vulnerable and being able to communicate your feelings with the understanding that it's probably not going to change the situation because i can tell you 90 90 of the time he didn't have the choice he didn't yeah. have the choice to do things differently so it has to be with the understanding that it's not going to change the situation of but at least he knows. So me being anger, angry, it um, it spoiled a lot of memories, and that was me doing that, not him, because he didn't have control. I was the one with the control. Yeah, I wow. could control the situation. He had to work. Wow, I I really, I don't know what to say to that, but I, well, I just think it 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 
probably, you know, being able to be vulnerable is like a lot, a 99% of marriage problems. It's, it's huge. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wasn't. I think I there's also, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to say, you know, Gen X, we're known for keeping our feelings in, but we are yeah. because we yeah. were told from a young age to, you know, be seen, not heard. Um, and, right. and that's kind of, we've learned later in life that it's okay to say how we feel and even if it's not going to change anything we can still express right our yeah our, where we're at i really appreciate you actually being vulnerable enough to actually give us a, a piece of advice and a tip that i hope would help others because we don't think of that we're in our head no, i i love the one to ten scale i think that's uh like something Huge. any family can take away um, and use as a great communication tool of what it means, what that holiday means to them. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one thing I, or not one thing, actually, I have a whole list of things. I've been writing as we've been talking um, that I want to kind of reflect on for a minute. That my, my little takeaways here, and especially if you're new and listening to this, early on into the interview, Robin, you said, just go when it came to parties that eventually your Leo was going to be missing out on and you made the decision to just go. And I would highly recommend that to the new spouses as well. Don't miss out. Don't stay home and be bitter and angry about it. Go out, have fun. Yes, you're going to miss your spouse, but just go. And that, that is agree. so important. Don't miss out. And, and the how you react to it, you, you made the conscious decision to be aware of how you're reacting to something, that, that's a whole other level of awareness that not a lot of us have. But I think that in the current climate, you know, thankfully we have a lot of social media and, and stuff out in the media that's, that's promoting that self-awareness um, of how you're reacting to it. That's fantastic. And I really appreciate that for you. The the scale, awesome. I, I it's like that pain scale when you're at the hospital. You know, like what's your what's your scale. pain scale of what to the what sud scale sud scale. Okay, so that's a clinical term. Yes, it is. Yes, I, I love it. I love it. But I I am going to touch base on one thing that really resonated with me because I did not do this. I did not see it from his point of view. So I I never took into consideration Mm -hmm. how my Leo felt. If he was missing something, whether by choice or not. Um, You know, because there were holidays, there were Easter baskets he didn't see get opened up and presents that he wasn't there for. And I never, because I was so, I I reacted with anger. I was just resentful and and like I got to do this by myself again and you're missing out again and what about them you know and I never stopped and considered his feelings and I I really hope that that's a message that that others will hear Mm -hmm. because if we start taking the other the others feelings into consideration then we kind of humanize it a little bit more and have a little more compassion, and then that opens the lines of communication. So, Spot on, Sal. Yeah, thank you. So, Robin, I really want to thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate you sharing your story and all of your tips. It was so insightful and just 
really wonderful to hear. And you, you tell a great story. I'm, I thank you so much for the laughs, but we really do appreciate you coming on today. And thank you all so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. And if, you know, if I can just give a, a few tips to some of the newer Leo families and it's, I'm happy to do it. So thank you all so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for riding along with us today. We hope our perspectives from the passenger seat helped you gain some insights to navigate the Leo lifestyle. For additional information and resources, visit us on Instagram at Ride Along Chronicles. Follow, like, and comment for more. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future topics, leave a comment or send a confidential email. See you on the next ride.